Welcome to Leadership Podcast, Be Well, Lead Well, episode number 14. We are so honored that you are spending your time with us today. I don't know where you're listening to this. You could be driving, riding to your work, or running, or cooking in your home. Thank you. I believe our time today will help you to think and process about very important things about life and your leadership. Our goal is to help you become a good leader who builds a healthy leadership culture. I'm beyond grateful for this opportunity to serve and share this time with you. In today's podcast, I'm having a conversation with my dear friend, Pastor David Ratcliffe, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. As some of you know, David is very passionate about God, family, mission and life. His joy for the Lord is really infectious. David ran two very successful businesses and served as a mission pastor of a very iconic church in Melbourne for eight years. And then God gave him the vision to mobilize the 99% of the church to use their skill to make the mission world sustainable. He's always working with sharp young leaders who wants to make a difference in the world with their faith and work. Let's lean into this very free-flowing conversation filled with wisdom, inspiration, and faith. In today's episode, we talked about changing world of mission, sustainability, and the future of mission. podcast you have been an incredible blessing to our younger generation through your input and your wisdom and your authenticity so today i i just want to have a conversation with you around uh, something i have observed in our almost 16 to 18 years of relationship that uh, you don't want to accept that you are growing old <laughs> and that is such an inspiring thing and you do it in a, such a beautiful way my friend i just want to just want to affirm that uh, i have seen some uh, people who are mature let's say not old <laughs> but they do it in a, such a way that uh, it's obvious that they are trying to be an imposter trying to uh, you know mix up with the younger people and things like mm-hmm. that um, or the way they dress the way they do their yeah, activities yeah. I mean it, it, it just comes off like mm-hmm. in a, such a nasty way <laughs> let's put it that way but with you I've never seen that I mean you are you are so good with your friends but you are so keen to learn and and and, and receive and to share your life and your experience with the younger people and there's a genuine relationship I see between you and and the youngest around you, and just uh, just a lot of respect uh, for you for that. And uh, so just just unpack that. I mean, it's rare I would say um, that when people retire, they go to uh, almost a a mode where. This is I'm kind of looking at the mountains, <laughs> doing, doing something. But you have this burning passion to uh, mobilize younger people or uh, be with them, and then share your life and your 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 experience with them. How did this start? It uh, well, Pastor Rod, it's it's uh, I I. I, I realized something the other day mm-hmm. that uh, uh, about the next generation that at my age of, of 78 everybody else is next generation <laughs> just about <laughs> so so my field is expanding mm-hmm. <laughs> you ask me why I, it's simple it was a calling no no, no two no, no two ways about it probably uh, I think about probably 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, God really clearly in my heart mm. said, I'm calling you to help raise up the next generation. Mm. And um, <laughs> it's my problem. I always go to why it can't happen. And I said to God, well, why would young people want to talk to this old fella? And I'm probably in my fifth, mid-50s then, I guess. And um, But, you know, 
the only thing God asks is, is for us to be willing. I said to God, well, I don't understand it. Why would they want to talk to me? But uh, I am willing. You know, I am, I am willing. And uh, so uh, a young man called Ash Cooper came to me. He, and he was our top young gun in the church. He was cool. He dressed cool. He, uh, he was an out there guy and uh, I'm sure very popular with everybody. He came to me and said, David, can I talk to you? And I was blessed. I said, Ash, you can talk, I can, I can talk to you, but, but I, sorry, you can talk to me, but I want to talk to you. Mm. Because what God has opened up in my heart is that this relationship with next generation is, is a two-way street. Yeah. I think so many of the older people, they look at young people and they, they say, well, they want to download to them all the things they're doing wrong. You know, the music's too loud. Why would you ever buy a pair of jeans with, with, with holes in it and pay extra for the holes? I mean, it's just, it's just so foreign and, and, and all the things that are wrong and download to them, you know, or tell them, well, in my day, this has happened. And I, re <laughs> I remember my dad, he used to say, now in the olden days, <laughs> I was, oh, yeah, dad, here he goes again. And, and I find myself doing the same thing. So I think, I think the two-way street is so, so important. We need each other. I don't know what it is, but as it, it's so, and it's so um, unexplainable because as we get older, we, we've proved God thousands of times in my life. I could talk for hours on, on, on seeing how God has worked. He's never failed. He's always answered he's always come through you know not in our time but in his time and and all the answers to prayer we've had and the healings and all that mm. we should be taking bigger steps we should be out the front leading the charge because of, of the way we prove God but we're not yeah as older people we become more conservative and we start I don't know what we're doing I don't know whether we're protecting a reputation or what we're doing but we take less steps and the beauty of getting with the young people is they want to go for God. So they want to take the step. So they inspire us to do that. We can say, now, be careful. Here are some guardrails. Here's some things to watch out and, and all of that. But I just see it as a beautiful two-way street. I, I, I really do. The blessing that I've received in in my life and in my and my wife Pamela's life you know it's just energizes I mean you know I I um, I could tell you a hundred stories of, of getting with these young people and inspiring us to do things that we would never think of doing not not only not only spiritually but physically as well There's, that's a whole avenue that's opened up to us in a physical way and so I mean I've been on so we started this wonderful journey with Ash and and over the years um, uh, when I became the, uh, a pastor, I, we married them. We've done life with them. We're doing mission with them. I've been on five countries on mission with him, with Ash, and uh, it's just been a, a fantastic journey with the with the next generation. Um, that that's that's very interesting. You said two way street. I think God has given us two ears and one mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you listen to them then they give you permission to speak into their life. Yeah. But as you were saying, that sometimes we made a mistake of like kind of condescending them or just telling them like how great we were and how right we are. Nobody wants to listen no, to no, that. No. You know, I think, but and more so in this generation, mm -hmm. they need a lot of affirmation. And, and, and then when you listen to their story, their aspiration, then they're, there will come a point and just like, is there any input you have? Yeah. Then you give an input, yeah. you know. Yeah. Has that been your journey yeah. with yeah. them? I'll never forget. In the early days, um, God challenged us about, um, as part of this raising up the next generation, to get young people together and just to have input into their lives. And, and, and so we did. And uh, i never forget, we, we had about, 
I think four weeks uh, and we'd have a session and, and we would share, my wife and I would share, but then we'd ask one of the young people to share each week. Fantastic. Uh, it was just beautiful to hear their hearts. And then I wanted to, I wanted to do some, a little bit of research and so I took one of the young guys out for one of the interns of our church actually, one of our interns out. We had a coffee together and uh, uh, I, I said to him, I said, you know, tell me, tell me what's the greatest challenge facing young people today? He didn't hesitate. He said, identity, you know, yeah. who am I? And uh, that was great, you know. And then I heard on the, on the, some feedback, uh, this young man was blown away. He said, he said to his friend, Pastor David asked me for my opinion. And I thought, wow, here's an intern in the church. And, and I think this is part of our problem. We see young people as, as fodder to do the work, you know, to, to, but not to ask them for their opinion, to get, to get input, to, input from them. And I, I think that's been a, 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 a great thing where, you know, it, it's, that, it's a relational thing and, and doing life with them. And, and, uh, been good. Uh, is there, like, I'm sure you, do, you have not written down some principles or a strategy how to do life with young people, but has there been a, like a thread or a, something that God has taught you over the years? These are the things um, like you, 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 you are mindful of when you, when you try to engage with the young people. I mean, something that has worked uh, all the time, positive. I, I think be authentic, and 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 be real. You know that I, I never forget um, when I was youth leader of our church with more hair than I have today. I um, I asked this lady in the church who who was sort of she was like uh, so far above my station in life that. I thought she doesn't have any problems. She's just so perfect. She always dressed well. I asked her to come and share at um, at, at, at our youth, and uh, man, she shared uh, how her child was accidentally put into a bath and, and and was scolded to death, and 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 I thought it just blew us out of the water because it just showed us that that um, uh, you know. We all have problems. We're all human. We're all, and I think in our relationship with with young people, I, I think just be yourself. Be be you know, go out of your way. You know, I say to young young business people that I that I have relationship with. You know, I want to spend some time with you. Well, I don't ask them to come to me. I I say, well, I've got more time than you have for the first time in my life. I'll go to you. And I'll go at your time. I'll go early in the morning or whatever. And and I, I don't know, just simple simple things. I think, Ron, just just to no, I think that's, be authentic. that's that's really great. Authentic, and you have a heart to serve them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, serve. Yeah, I think yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. you said like, I have more time than you. What time suits you? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's so countercultural because I don't know in 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 in, uh, in Australia, but in India, no older people will do that because they say like you should respect me, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. so you should come to me, yeah, yeah. Uh, and in my time, yeah, not yeah. in your time, yeah, yeah. No. And and I I'm sure the impact has been so deep in their life. I mean mm. they they see that genuineness coming from you. Uh, and what are some of the things they have done for you or ask you to be involved that totally surprised you? Like when you do that sort of a serve servanthood, um, you know, be real to them. Yeah, I I just think they invite you into their into their into their world, and and you, uh, I just love doing journey with them. I mean, we don't we. We don't need more programs in the church. We need more spiritual fathers and mothers. And that's been a, a wonderful blessing to me to see, you know, see them invite you into their world and, and um, 
and Pamela as well. I think that's the other wonderful thing is doing it together is so is so good because obviously we want to um, uh, be wise in those things. And um, I I um, I'll never forget. So when I became mission, uh, took over mission, then I be, be, became mission, uh, a pastor. And I'll never forget one of our beautiful couples that we did we've done life with. Um, she said, can, can you marry people? And I never thought about it. I said, I, I guess I can, you know. And uh, um, uh, so we went through the legal things. And we, and we married. What a, I said, I'll marry on one condition, that we can, Pamela and I can speak into your life after you're married. And we've, we've married six, I think, or six or seven. And we're doing life with them today, you know, uh, coming over, just, just sharing together, doing, doing life in that. So in a, in a spiritual sense, but I want to share the other side of it too, the physical side of it, where um, one of our, uh, our couples that we're doing life with, uh, she said to, said to us one day, uh, I, she rang me up and said, David, we're, we're doing a, um, I'm doing, looking, doing a hike on the Lara Pinta Trail out of Alice Springs in the middle of Australia. Would you be interested in that? You and Pamela be interested in it? I said, well, Kate, I, I guess we would, but I said, I'd be interested. I don't know about Pamela, because I said, how, how long is it? Oh, it's about 15 kilometres a day for five days. I said, well, gee, I'd be interested, Kate, but I'm not sure about Pamela. Talked to Pamela, she said, I'd love to. So we trained, and part of the training was uh, we live in, uh, in, a, in a suburb about eight kilometres away from the church. Our daughter, who was the mission administrator at the time, she'd drive to our place and we would hike into, into church um, in training. We spent time with our daughter that is irreplaceable. Today she's got two beautiful boys. I can't have the same time with her. But we had this wonderful time. So even if we didn't go on the hike, it would be wonderful. So, but we went on the hike and, and, and it just opened our whole attitude up. My, my attitude before was, you know, as an older person, you drive to a, a, a tourist spot, you walk 200 metres, you see a waterfall, you take some photos and you go back and have a three course meal. Now, we're, we're, we're hiking, we're, we go to a place and say, well, where can we hike? And, and, and we've just had some wonderful times. So it's opened up a whole thing in a in a in a in a uh, uh, health way so i'm healthier today than i've ever been because and i can go and do the work of that god's called me to do so it's just it, it's a wonderful a wonderful thing i mean if i sit with my older friends none of them are going to say well let's go on this this 15k hike <laughs> it's not going to happen but get with the young people it's been a, a fantastic uh, uh, other aspect of our of our journey with the young people it's quite interesting that, I mean, they invite you into their yeah. world. I mean, that's so powerful, David, you said they, you kind of get into their world because of a relationship. You are not doing a program. Um, like you have been in ministry, business and church leadership world for a very, very long time. Do you see things at stake, uh, like if, as you said, spiritual fathers and mothers do not stand and do their work or do their calling, then something might happen to yeah. church. Do you see some some warnings there? I, um, um, we were looking to <clears throat> go to a connect group or a life group, whatever we call it. And so I thought, I don't, I don't want to go to a life group of my age group. Don't get me wrong. I love my, I have some absolutely lifelong older friends. But I said, I don't want to go to a, a, um, a group of my age. I want to go with a, because of this strong call in my life for the next generation. So I thought, I'm going to go to a, a life group with my friend Steve, who's running a men's life group, young men. I went to this life group <coughs> one night and um, he said, tonight, eight of us there, he said, tonight I want to talk about our relationship with our father. Let's go around the room and see who's had a good relationship with their father. <clears throat> and uh, we went around the room. There was, I think, one in seven had a good relationship with their father. 
Wow. That blew me out of the water. And two in eight, because I, I had a great relationship with my dad. And the Holy Spirit really spoke to me and said to me, if you stay in your corner with your group of Christian friends and these young people stay in their corner, when they grow up, the, the, the statistics tell us that they will repeat what has happened to them. So the marriage of those two things to say, hey, you can have a good relationship with their father. I, I think one of the, one of the things that um, we, we just take for granted, we've been married 54 years, and you know, we, we, it's been a, it's, you know, if you ask me, if you ask my wife what the first year of our marriage was like, she'd say it was pretty tough. If you ask me, I'd say it was fantastic because I just got my own way and God started dealing with, with me. So this has been a, a, a wonderful journey. And, and honestly, today, I, I love my wife, Pamela, more than I've ever loved her before. We have a, a blessed marriage in there. And ups and downs, yes. Pr problems in, in, in family and all this. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's been a good marriage. And, you know, you, you, you take it for granted. But the young people, they love seeing that. When they come from a, a fractured relationship, and they, they, we, we get into their world and we share, because if they look at us from a distance, they think, I've got fracturing in my relationship. These people are perfect. They don't know what pain's like and all that sort of stuff. So when we get into their world, they say, wow, you can have a good marriage, but, but they're the same as us. They're human too. And... You know, we have a um, uh, a son whose who's, uh, um, his wife walked out on him, and and you know, and and so we have brokenness in that sense. But it's how we deal with that. And and I think having them in our world was was wonderful. I mean, I never forget the time when we had a young a friend of of our daughter Belinda was staying with us, and a uni friend and. Uh, our son <clears throat> smashed our car uh, up, did $10,000 worth of damage. And um, uh, he rang up at, at, uh, late in the night and told us, Dad, I've smashed the car. My f our first question was, are you okay? Are your friends okay? The next morning, the, we weren't happy about it. Let me say we weren't happy about it, but... The next morning, this girl said to Belinda, wow, your parents, if I did that, my parents would be so upset about the, the damage to the car. But your parents were so interested in, in people. So I think being a part of, if, if you look at, if we stay in our corner, they stay in their corner, they look at us from a distance and they see what they think is perfection and they see brokenness in their life. When we put it together, then they see, wow, you can have a good marriage. You can have a good relationship with your father. I think those are the things that I think. It, take, it takes time. It takes, um, although, you know, I don't regard it as, it's, it's certainly not a burden, it's, it's, a, it's a joy, but and I guess that's because of, of, of you know, seeing you know the, the the I think we take more out of the relationship than, than we than we get. I mean, the other Sunday, we just this last Sunday, we went out for for lunch with um with this young girl Kate and her husband, and uh, um we're planning to uh, our our next two trips away to do hiking together. And I, I drove home and I said to Pamela, "Here is a." A trendy young couple, you know. She is a, uh, a PhD uh, in, in, and as a, as a lecturer at Melbourne University. He is in engineering of water. Uh, you know, they're, they're in their prime of life, and here they want us at 78 and 75 to be a part of their world. What a blessing that is. That really is. Yeah. And yes, they they would regard it as a blessing to them. But but you know, what a blessing. It is 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 to us in that in that sense. That's so powerful, my friend. Uh, I think 
again i it seems like in your life there is a thread that even in the mission uh, sustainability and mobilizing the 99 person it's a process it's a journey yeah you know it's you just can't walk in and fix no, the problem no. and same with like you know mentoring and uh leading the next generation it has to be through relationship yeah, and yeah. it's a journey yeah you know yeah. uh in your view uh in your in your experience if you do not engage younger generation what would church miss out i i think i i think we would all miss out you know and i think that that's the thing with church we have a program for the old people we have a program for the young people and and we keep them separate you know we don't have this so we have to work hard at this at this cross generational thing and and i i um you know i i come back to that i just want to share on that word mentoring you know i mean every time i hear that word mentoring i i i you know, <laughs> shy away from it and people say to me we you know can you be a mentor to me and and i you know in my early days i i really struggled with that cuz mentor to me was come be like me and i think well i don't want people to come be like me but then i i got that picture uh, in scripture where jonathan <clears throat> and david so close together and and uh, jonathan strengthened david's hand in god so that when i got that picture i said okay now you want me to be a mentor i go here's my picture of mentoring is let's together you know uh point each other not to each, not to me point each other to god and strengthen each other's hand in god iron sharpens iron in that and i i think that helped me so much but can i can i just share another experience that when i think about it you know we only about and this is what i love about it i mean we've been doing this for um i don't know 20 years it's as real today as it's ever it's as fresh and that's what i love about when god puts something in your heart it's as fresh today as it's ever been and we sat with a young couple who had been really hurt and um the the young man was he was really he's a fiery young man he wanted to go and put it right you know and and it was what what had happened was bad it was bad at a, a pastoral level not in our church but in another church and uh He went, and he was he was ready to go he said Dave I just I just want to I want to talk to you honestly we talked for I don't know 3 or 4 hours and I just you know he said this is what's happened what should I do I want to this is what I want to do <laughs> and uh, I just really felt God gave me the answer I said you know what would Jesus do in that situation We had this beautiful conversation. Now, he he rang me the next day and he said, "Dave, he said, I just want to thank you so much." He said. His wife was in tears because of what he was going to go and do. And uh, I just want to thank you. And I thought afterwards, you know, if if we stay in our corner and and they in their corner, he would have actually gone and really uh rip relationships apart had damage all over the place god would challenge me he'd have to go and try and repair it which he can never fully repair it so that interaction is is such a, and 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 you know we so often we we hear a good message we go out the altar and we get prayed for and that's great but but there's more to it than that there's a journey that goes on there's a there's a the ups and downs of life and and i i I mean in in our mission I mean I um uh the young people the, the wonderful blend between mission and 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 next generation I mean it's a perfect combination because you know we're 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 doing life with these young people and uh and then and we and now we're doing mission with them and and there's a purpose in that and it just it's just such a I mean um I look on it and think today well you know we talk talk about sustainability you know I mean God's allowed me to to be sustainable in my in, in with the ability to fund my mission work nobody's going to fund me at 78 years old so that sustainable thing the next generation thing is just a it, you know God well, I I suppose when you look at it 
you know, when God does it, he, do, he does it well. And I, so I think next generation is um, such an important thing. Uh, I mean, a lot of young people or a next generation would not want to hang around with the older people, yeah. you know. But what kind of encouragement would you, would you give to them? What would they miss out if they really, I mean, you have already shared the story of like how, like we stay in each corner, but like when you bring it together, there's a healing and there's a restoration. But I'm sure there are other benefits, especially in the church context. Um, what, 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 what should they uh, do? I mean, not do in a sense, but let's say, uh, I think they should put a little bit more effort what kind of benefit it can bring to the next generation hanging around with the, or building that sort of a relationship with the older generation? Yeah, I, I say to the young people, get with people that are going somewhere. Mm -hmm. Don't don't get with people that are critical of this and mm. pulling this down and, mm. and, you know, pessimistic about life and like, look for people that are going somewhere. Mm. In fact, Ash said to me, mm. um, years later, he said, because I, I went, why, why would he come to me? Mm. And Ash said, I, I looked around the church. Who's doing something? For mm. God, who's going somewhere? Wow. And I thought, wow, that's, that's where, you know, I think the young people, you, you know, you, you can't make it happen, but... I just think that if young people look at people that are, that are going somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, that are, that are doing so, and, and I, I and, and on the other side of it, I mean, I hear of a young person wants to start a business. Mm. I, I want to have coffee with them. Mm. Now, I, I don't come charging in, but I try and, you know, love to have coffee. And if, if I met them, I'd, oh, we should have coffee together. Oh, okay. Because I want to talk to them. Because I remember what it was like when I was in my 20s mm. starting my own business. Mm. I was working crazy hours. I was working sometimes 22 hours a day. If you said to me, why am I doing it? I would have said to you with a very spiritual look <laughs> on my face, I'm doing it for the, for, for my family mm -hmm. and I'm doing it for, for, for the kingdom. It's a rotten lie. I was doing it because I love business. Mm -hmm. And I was just going like crazy at it. Mm. And... My wife said to me, darling, if you keep yelling the way you're going, you're going to do damage to our marriage. And I really felt God speak to me at the same time. You've got to do something about this. And, you know, I, I say to young people, when God and your wife speak to you, that's very serious. It's time to take notice. And so we did. We just tweaked the model. We started to have father-daughter days. We started to spend time. And, and when I look back on it today... You, you get one shot at that. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important mm -hmm. as that connection of the generations. Mm -hmm. So important because you get one shot. I say to young people, you buy a car that's a lemon, mm -hmm. right? You can buy another car. Mm -hmm. Not good. You buy, you know, start a career that you don't like. Well, you could have another career. Mm -hmm. you, you, you buy a house and the only thing holding it up are the termites holding hands. Well, that's pretty serious. But you can have another but you get one shot at your marriage and you get one shot at bringing up your kids. And I nearly missed it. Yeah. 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 And that's why I'm really passionate about that with mm -hmm. young people. Mm -hmm. And I, I said, I know what it's like. I've been there. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the connection is so, so important. I say to young people, hey, you know, Get with don't get with old people that are going to download mm -hmm. on on you. Yeah, but get with get with people that are doing something mm -hmm. and and learn from them. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I don't think to me also I don't I don't see it as so much as wisdom. I just see it as experience. Mm. You know, many disadvantages of getting old. Not not them. <laughs> but one big advantage I can look back yeah. and say what's important. And you know. In my business days, I was traveling overseas a lot, away from family and that. So we just, I just traded my business class fare in. We took family with us on, on that, on holidays. And I look a couple of times at the cost of those holidays. 
And I think, I remember, I remember in my uh, 30s saying, gee, that's a lot of money to spend on a holiday. Yeah. I look on it today, 50 years later, mm. and I would say, if I could, I'd, I'd, I'd spend double the yeah. amount of money on that yeah. because I can't repeat it today. Yeah. That's the thing. Mm. And so now I see my kids repeating what we did. We had these wonderful holidays together. We went skiing together. We bought bikes. We went and and so we one of the things we did, we bought bikes and we went bike riding together. When the kids were married, they bought us new bikes so we could go bike riding with them. <laughs> and I think that's the beautiful thing. Mm. And and I think that that thing of of, of family and marriage and, and you know, you know mm -hmm. I Pamela used to think, well, David's got the career. He's climbing the, the ladder and he's, he's doing all this sort of stuff. And I'm home with these, these kids, right? And he's got the career and I'm missing out. I look on it today. Wow. My career done and dusted. Right? Mm. Praise God, it's helped me to be sustainable to do my mission work. But the ripple that I uh, was in the pond went so quickly when I wasn't managing director or I wasn't chairman of this company. But the, the most important career was bringing up our kids. Wow. Wow. And then I said to my son-in-law, I just had this real revelation one day. He's in business mm -hmm. doing amazing stuff for kingdom and all that. And I got this revelation one day and you know, the 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 real in the real investment, mm -hmm. the real career mm -hmm. is your kids. Yeah. Because I don't care how important you are in the in the business world, when 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 they're done, they replace you at the drop of a hat. Yeah. They 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 just you're gone. And yeah. another one rises up. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, David who? Oh, we've forgotten him. It was only, that was six months ago. Yeah. But but your family, and I see their children growing up mm. and and come, uh, taken, take, building on the foundation that their parents have laid for them and going even further than their parents. Yeah. And, and, and again, and that's, the, that's, the, that's, that's where we, the investment should be. Mm. Business is important and, and ministry is important. And, that, and I say to these young people, if you sacrifice, you know, uh, God and family on the altar of business or ministry. I see young people in ministry doing the same thing, mm. serving the church and, and ignoring family. I mean, that's the same, same, same crazy stuff. Yeah. And so when you're in the middle of it all, you don't see it. Mm. But that's the beauty of, of the relationship of the next generation is I, can, I look back on it and I see, wow, what I thought was important at the time, mm. no, mm. this is really what's important. Yeah. And you can bring. So it's not, I know better than you, it's just that I'm older than you now and I can look back and say, this mm. is really important. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, relationship has been such a strong, consistent thing in your life and I've learned a lot from you. Uh, I've watched you and I have been a, a beneficiary or a, you know, a recipient of your heart and your uh, the way you do relationship. Is there a cost involved in relationship? I mean, sometimes like, and be honest, I mean, sometimes you don't want to do it. You have to go out of your comfort zone or does that come naturally to you uh, even uh, leading the next generation or helping the next generation? No, I, 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 I think there is a... I, I I I had a mate of mine who who we grew up together, and uh, he, he's not a Christian, and uh, we grew up together, and we were bosom friends, and he had an affair and 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 left his wife, and I could not believe it that he would do that in in my twenties. I just cut that relationship off. And I said, I, I can't have a relationship with you. And um, I realized after what a mistake that was to, to break that, that relationship. And years later, he reached out to me, 30 years later on Facebook. And uh, 
I'm disappointed that I wasn't the one that reached out to him, although he told me he was, I was the only one that responded to him on Facebook. And we're in the process of restoring that relationship. Since then, I've had other op op times when my friends have done things that I disagree with. And, and if I didn't have this experience, I would have broken that relationship. But what I've learned is you don't break relationships because if you do, then you lose the right to speak into that situation. And uh, I, yeah, I, I think there's a, there's a cost you could be criticized. Well, why do you have, why do you relate to that person or whatever? And, and, and that, uh, I just think, wow, you know, relation, I mean, look at Jesus <laughs> while we were dead and trespassing, he, he died for us, you know? And so I don't, I think, yeah, I don't think we, we ever break relations. I think of Billy Graham, who went and visited, I think, um, oh, one, a guy that got into trouble, a Christian guy, huh? Yeah, that's right, yeah. He visited him in, in prison. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you know, I thought, what a, what, a, what a man who would, you know, greatest evangelist, evangelist of all time, go and visit somebody down here, but that's what Jesus would do. And I think that's the thing that, that drives my thing in, in relationship. Well, Jesus never left me. And so, I, and so I think, is there a cost? I think there's a cost if you do break relationship, I suppose. That's a higher cost than... than uh... I mean, you, when you say like, you don't break a relationship, uh, and, and you earlier mentioned like uh, a lot of younger people have their bad relationship with their father. It's a break of a relationship. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, why do you think people can't handle or lead people out of relationship? What, what I mean, in your years of experience, you have interacted with lots of leaders, lots of people. Um, I mean, is, is, it, is it just a spiritual aspect of it? They don't have a good relationship with God or is there something in the culture, in the human nature that we need to be uh, mindful of uh, that, that people can't handle relationship well? I, th I think I've seen like in business and, and in the church where we, we treat relationships as expendable because we're going for the goal. I want to be king of this so I want to be you know the pastor here and we trample relationships in the pursuit of the goal and I think the, the bottom line we miss the, the thing of, of the measure that Jesus puts on it is our love for one another and I, and I think I think I think too that um, we trample relationships because we don't let God be God. You know, you know like in business, uh, we, we, my pastor preached one day on yielded rights and how that we hand the rights of our business over to the Lord and he's, he, he's, he's, our times are in his hands. Not, we think it's in our hands. We think we've got to achieve. We, we think we're, we've got to manage the whole thing and, and fight off all the things. But when we put our, hand, our life in God's hands, then we don't break relationships then. He wouldn't allow us to break relationships. And we let God be God. And, and sometimes people get ahead of us. We think they are and all that. And, and, but yeah, hang on, the most important thing is, is our relationship with God and that. And let God be God. And, and I've seen that so often where, you know, and, and there are times when I take it all back again and, and want to, and want to um, take charge again but then god says hang on did you yield to me yes i did lord okay you're in charge all right and i never forget um i learned that lesson and and uh i i heard the message i apply it to my life but but the first sign of problem uh i i took it all back and, and um i remember the time when i was consulting for this large international firm in my computer days and um they got an internal auditor in and he wrote a damning report. They shouldn't have outside consultants and we're paying them too much and all this sort of stuff. And, and uh, this is just after I'd handed my whole life and business life over to the Lord. And uh, I got this draft report and I was mad. I, I thought that is disgraceful. 
I'm lying in bed at two o'clock in the morning and I'm honing up my case to go and see the, the general manager the next day and I was going to thump the table and tell him how wrong it was. And this little voice said to me, what about yielded rights? And it instantly put me back to when I said to God, God, I'm not in charge, you're in charge. My times are not in the hands of internal auditor. My times are in your hands. And it just was fantastic. I said, God, I'm sorry, you are in charge. My times are not in the hands of man, they're in your hands. And so I went to sleep. I went the next morning, I just worked harder than I, I, I would work before. Didn't worry about the report. I got two weeks later, I got a call from the general manager. He came, I came into his office. He said, David, I've got this report from the internal auditor. What do you think? And I said, Peter, I think this, this, and this. I went through the case I'd honed up at two o'clock in the morning, but, but with no emotion in my voice, I wasn't demanding the meeting. He asked for the meeting. I just was totally relaxed about it. He said, thank you. Off we went. Two weeks later, I got a call from the director, his boss. Same thing. What do you think about this? And I'm just going through the case calmly. No, you know. And uh, I, uh, in the middle of that, I don't know whether I closed my eyes or not, but I just said, thank you, Lord, for your rights. And I think so often in, in, in that, that if we, we think we're in charge and we've got to fight our battle, so that's when we damage relationships. That's when we climb over people. That's when we, we, we do stuff that is not godly. When we let God be God, then, then relationships are not damaged and not, and not stretched in that sense. So in a father thing, I find that really hard because I don't know what that's like. I've never experienced it. I can't speak to that. And, and I think, you know, I look on God as my heavenly father. And then I think of a young person that has had a horrible experience with his father. And then we talk about heavenly father. What a, what, a, what a damage it is, but. Well, my friend, uh, thank you for being such a great uh, example. Uh, I mean, you just inspired me so much. You said, you know, my, my career is done and dusted, but what I do for my children and my grandchildren, that's eternal, mm. you know, and so is the relationship with everyone. Yeah. Mm. You know, our work, our project will come to yeah. an end, but yeah. how I treated you, yeah. how I loved you, how I respected you will yeah. remain with you. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think that hurt or that joy or that freedom continues yeah. uh, to even to next generation, Absolutely. to generation to generation, Absolutely. you know. And uh, so I, let's hope and pray that, uh, you know, we can bring this shift and just this idea of achieving something, clamoring over people, using people as a as a means to means an to end. An end. Yeah. It yeah. has to end mm. in the church. It has to mm. end with the next generation. Um, may we have the wisdom. Any last word of encouragement to the next generation? I mean, I'm sure they have been heard by their dad, their moms, their, sometimes their pastors and leaders. Um, what, what, what encouragement you will give to them so that they will, I reminded the verse of in Malachi, I will turn the house of the father to the son yeah, and the heart yeah. of the son to the father. I mean, I cry for that, that yeah. so much, you know, yeah. I think I, I would, I would just say, you know, in, in, so often in those times of crisis and failure and, and hurt, we run away from God. You know, my, my thing would be, you know, run to God. Because he'll never let you down. And I can talk for, you know, 78 years. Of, you know, and I, and, and I, I've, I've got a boring testimony. I used to listen to testimonies of young people that had been out of drugs. And I think, wow, my testimony is so boring. I don't think that anymore. I praise God for... The parents and, and so I would I would encourage you I suppose the thing that the thing that and this is where the the generational thing is so important because I don't understand why but but the the, the statistics would say that when you've had a damaged relationship 
without any remedy, you'll continue to do that again. You'll repeat what, what you've, 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 you've had there. And I, that's where I think that generational thing is so important. When we bridge the gap, when we, we, you know, we cross the bridge and, and do life with them and, and, and um, be a part of their, their lives, then, then I think we, we, we can start the thing afresh. And so I'd say to young people who have had a bad experience, get, run to God, get, get, you know, get your relationship with God right and, and get a heart for God. But then also surround yourself with people, not, a, not some of your own age, but older people too, that are going somewhere, that have got a heart for God. Get with them and then with that, start what start a family that is a godly family start a relationship that that has god at the center of it start a relationship that is all about relationships and and the beautiful part about it is god can help you do that and i've seen that i've seen people with a horrible relationship they say well we're going to draw the line in the sand and from here on with the help of god and with the help of relationships and family we're going to we're going to start it afresh. Well, my friend, it has been absolute pleasure having this conversation with you. Uh, I won't call you an expert on relationship, <laughs> but you are someone that I look up to who has lived with the principle of relationship. And it's not just me. So many of your friends attest to that. And thank you. We'll be thank speaking you. to you soon again. Yeah, no, take care. Yeah. Thanks, Ron. Thank I love it. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. If this episode was helpful and meaningful to you anyway, would you kindly take time to subscribe, share and leave a review? This will be a huge encouragement to me and my team. Thanks and do join us next time again. Bye-bye.